You're listening to Deliberate Living, a podcast that inspires, empowers, and encourages listeners to live life more authentically. My name is Holly Priestley, and I'm a full-time nomad and writer who has been living in my 1997 Ford van since January 1st of 2019. I travel the United States with my dog, learning how to live with more authenticity. I explore different ways people choose to ditch the prescribed life we've all been sold and live on their terms, finding freedom and happiness however they choose. Welcome to another episode of the Deliberate Living Podcast. I am your host, Holly Priestley, and I'm really excited about this episode, partially because I think it has the potential to be one of my most useful ones yet. And also, I feel like it's kind of been a long time coming. Um, You know, I've been producing the show for over a year now, and I haven't exactly touched on this particular topic yet, especially in like one fell swoop. So uh, today I want to give you some tips to live deliberately in your own life right now, whatever that looks like to you. And these are things that you can do in, you know, as easy as like five minutes, but mostly the tips that I'm going to share with you today are practices. They are things that you will do the first time and it will be really hard and you won't understand what you're doing, probably, if you're anything like me. Uh, But then with regular practice and attempts again and again and again and regularly kind of making it part of your lifestyle. Um, These all have the potential to really change your life, change the trajectory of your life, and have you living a more deliberate life. So I know that, you know, so far I've focused the show on living deliberately. Obviously, that is the title of this show, Deliberate Living. And I've shared a lot of stories um, of my own and also of other folks like living in deliberately alternative lifestyles. And I've answered a lot of questions about like living in a van or working non-traditional jobs or being a nomad and a creator or how I handle seemingly simple daily functions. And I tell you what, I talk about poop more these days than ever before. And I'm not even a mom. And so like, yes, living in a van is deliberate and being a business owner is deliberate or, you know, shucking any kind of like regular nine to five is deliberate and participating in uncommon activities like through hiking or global travel or, you know, really uh, labor intensive seasonal jobs like these are all really deliberate. But for some people, and I know for some of the people in my audience, a lot of these things can seem kind of far off from maybe where you are now or maybe even where you want to be in the future. Maybe you never want to live in a van or own your own business or through hike or travel the world or anything. Maybe you just want to know how you can live a life today that is more deliberate for you. Or maybe you do want to have those things, but they seem a little bit like yonder in the distance and you need ways to take daily action now in order to live a lifestyle that is more deliberate for you. So today we're going to start focusing on what you can do today this minute. Um, I will even have an exercise in the episode that you can work through with me. Um, And this is fine if you're driving or not, by the way. (laughs) So don't panic if you're driving right now. I know a lot of people do uh, listen to the show while they drive. But um, what we're going to focus on are, you know, all of these practices, like I said, to move your life in a more like deliberate and proactive and less reactive direction. Living a deliberate lifestyle doesn't have to be a a massive shift. It's already countercultural to like reconsider how you're living and whether or not it suits you. Um, And the biggest piece of living a deliberate life is living the life you yourself, you know, as an individual want to live, not necessarily, you know, the life that somebody else drew out for you, however well-meaning, definitely not the life that corporations are spending billions of dollars telling you that you want to live. 
um, and not necessarily the life that you've seen other people live over and over again. Um, and you can take your life right now, today, in whatever form that it's in and make it more deliberate uh, with each practice of these principles that I'm going to share. And with each attempt, you know, however successful, you're going to be moving yourself onto a more aligned path and you'll finding yourself living a more fulfilled life just by practicing some of these principles. And so, you know, my top tips for living deliberately are all kind of circled around this idea of really getting clear on what you want as an individual. And so, you know, this principle in and of itself, as with many that follow, is a lot easier said than done. Like when somebody asks you, what do you want? You probably have an answer for them, depending on the context of the question, A. But B, like often, you know, what we want is always kind of living in our head, but it's uh, commonly just kind of like a vague statement. And even even the vagueness itself has been informed by those around us rather than the person who is within us. And so in order to live deliberately, you first have to get really clear on what it is that you want out of life. And this goes beyond the material things, right? Like I want that house or I want that dog or I want that piece of jewelry or whatever. Um, it goes beyond that. Although all of that is important and I'm not saying you should shuck all material belongings, um, but getting clear on what you want out of life goes so far into the non-material as well. It goes into your friends, it goes into your relationships, um, it goes into your work, your fulfillment, your activities, your joys, your struggles, um, and the impact you want to have, you know, and, and so much more. And so working through the rest of these tips are going to help you gain more clarity around what it is that you want. Um, and as you work through them and practice them and move through life uh, resulting afterwards, uh, what you want is bound to change as well. And that's also okay. What you want today might be different than what you want tomorrow. And what you want in five years is probably going to be different than what you want now. Some of us do have really long-ranging plans, you know, like, oh, I knew from a kid I always wanted to do XYZ thing, and now I'm doing it, and that's really cool. Um, and I definitely envy people like that, because I have not been one of those people. I change what I want to do on a fairly regular basis, I think. Um, and that's not a bad thing. So what we need to focus on, and what I'm going to try and help you with today, is focusing on how you can respond to life and not react to life. And so the first step of this process is to know your personal core values. So when I first dove into kind of trying to figure out what my personal core values were, I started really big and really broad and, you know, took some of those online quizzes that are supposed to help you figure out what your core values are. Um, I read a lot of, like, the the core values pages on like business websites um, and for different like organizations and corporations to get ideas of what some of the words could even be um, and what that looks like, what it means. I've, I read a lot of articles in psychology type publications about what they mean and why you need to get clear on them. I've read a number of books that kind of help you in this area. One of the biggest, most robust, most dense, most classic of these books is The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. But figuring out what your core values are can seem really big and broad at first. It's, it's such an all-encompassing thing. And so I took that really big, broad approach. And then, you know, I looked for list after list after list of like other examples of core values. 
And then when I felt like I kind of had like a grasp and like some things were starting to like become clearer in the haze, uh, I started to write down a big old like brainstorm list of what mine might be. And this list included like single words, you know, as well as like phrases and ideas and like loose concepts of things that I know are important to me or things that I wish were important to me as well. Uh, some of this list looked like, you know, integrity or taking care of nature, having compassion, um, always being ready to laugh, having good humor, uh, doing what you say you're going to do, sharing love, yada, yada, yada. Your list is going to look different than that. These are just some examples of what made my brainstormy list. And, you know, the thing about this process is don't try to make it perfect from the get-go. Your list is going to change. Basically, what you need to do first is just get an idea of what your core values might be and what ideas and concepts and lifestyles are most important to you. And then when you have a big old brainstormy list, you go through and you kind of see which words and ideas and concepts relate to each other. So on my list, I wrote down uh, the word integrity, which is key for me. Um, it also related to the ideas of like reliability and dependability uh, doing what I say I'm going to do, doing the right thing, yada, yada, yada. So I found all of those different concepts in the list and I kind of paired them up together and that kind of shortened the list. But it also showed that like, yeah, this is really important to me and I said it in so many different ways. And so this is clearly one of my core values. Um, ultimately, you want to take your big old brainstormy list and kind of whittle it down to just like six or eight ideas. Um, and of course, we all have lots of values, right? Like we all have lots of things that we want um, and ways that we want to move through life. Um, but your core values need to be uh, just those items that are the most important to you, just like your basic backbone of whatever your values look like. And so doing the big brainstorming list and then going back through it and back through it and back through it and figuring out which ones are the most important and allowing yourself to kind of let go of other values or concepts that are important but maybe not core um, will help you really get clear on who you are and what you want out of life. And so having a, a concept of your core values will help you move forward in life according to them. They will help you answer questions about like which jobs to take, who to work with, what to say when a boundary is crossed or a rift forms with friends, how to approach like tense conversations or anything of that, how to let things go if they don't actually pertain to your core values, etc. Um, and really outlining these is the first step in knowing what a deliberate life looks like to you and being able to be proactive and responsive rather than just reactive and mindlessly doing things. And so the second thing after you figured out your core values is to really start questioning everything. Question all of your actions. Question all of your reactions. You get invited to grab beers with a longtime friend on a Friday night. Like, do you even want to go? Why do you want to go or why don't you want to go? Is the beer serving you? Is the environment of the place that you're going serving you? Why are you friends with this person? Is it like out of obligation or convenience or mutual joy and respect for each other? Like the simple act of grabbing a beer with friends can really turn into this kind of deliberately existential crisis type thing because you really should question every action you're doing and why you're going about it. 
If you're offered a promotion at work, do you take it or not? Is the role aligned with your values and your goals for your life? Is the company you're working with like aligned with your values? Why do you work there? Is it because you find fulfillment and enjoyment out of it? Or is it a means to an end that allows you to enjoy other things in life? Um, and how can you create more of an authentic work environment for yourself that utilizes your unique gifts and skills and interests? And I'm not saying that, you know, we all need to follow our passion because that idea in and of itself can be awfully privileged and a little problematic. But if you're working a job that makes you miserable and that you hate and that sucks the life out of you so you can't even enjoy the life outside of work, you might want to reconsider. Another opportunity to question your actions would be, you know, if you're out shopping, grocery shopping or whatever, and you see another thing that you just have to have, uh, whether or not you buy it will come down to, you know, asking yourself, like, why do you want it? Like, is it because you saw your neighbor or your best friend had one of these new things and you want one because you want to fit in? Or is it because it'll make your life easier? Or is it because, like, you've needed this thing for a long time and you've been able to, like, save up enough for it and now's the time? Like, is it going to bring you ongoing value in your life? Or is this kind of one of those, like, one-hit dopamine type items? And that doesn't mean that you should never, ever buy one of those one-hit dopamine type items, but it does mean that you need to be a little bit more selective of when you do that so that you get as much enjoyment out of them as you can. And... Again, like making deliberate decisions about what you're doing in your life is going to make your whole life better. Questioning everything you do, everyone you hang out with, every feeling you have, everything you eat, every decision you make, etc. is exhausting. And obviously I don't expect you to do it every single time with every decision you have to make all day. You'll be exhausted by like 10 a.m. Um, but the more you question your actions and reactions and mindless activities, the better you'll be at deciphering what it is that you actually want, and then comparing your actions and reactions with your list of core values that we previously talked about will help you make decisions about each of those as well. And again, with practice, it gets easier and easier to do. The third tip is going to be about others and not worrying what anyone else has to say. When you start living a life according to your values and your goals and your preferences and your temperament and your biorhythms and all of your whims, people are going to start bumping into you in good ways and in bad. Friends and family might not like the new you. They don't understand who you are. Um, and, like, that's okay. They don't have to. Like, you live life according to the way you want to live life and they will adapt or they will leave, and you have the opportunity to let them. Some folks that you're currently really very close to and have known for a long time and that you believe love you unconditionally will have to take a step back or fade out of your life completely. Um, you're going to run into resistance from others, but this transition on your part is all about living your life deliberately according to you. So changing the way that you're living your life just to suit somebody else is not going to suit you and it's not going to suit them. I was having a conversation with a friend the other day about boundaries, you know, and I said to her, like, a bucket that doesn't have boundaries can't even hold water. Like, you don't get to be a people pleaser and always be happy yourself. You don't get to set a boundary and care about somebody else's feelings. You need to care about your own feelings first, set your own boundaries first, live your own life deliberately first. 
And like I said, you're going to start bumping into people. And sometimes that bump is going to be a bump away. And sometimes it's going to be like, oh, hey, I didn't even know this cool person was out here. And now they're a huge part of my life just because I started living my life more aligned with my own dreams and goals. And now you're meeting people who are also aligned with your own dreams and goals. It doesn't have to be a bad thing. But if you constantly worry about what other people say and what other people think, whether they're your coworkers, your boss, your best friend, your lover, your parents, whoever, if you're only worrying about what they say and you want to make them happy, you're going to be exhausted. You're probably not going to be happy. They're probably never going to be happy and nobody wins. So stay the course, deal with the ebb and the flow as the energies with others change and do what you have to do for you. The fourth tip is to meditate, and I know this is going to sound a little woo-woo to some, and some people are going to love it, but stay with me here if you're not on the meditating train. I promise it doesn't have to be tricky. Uh, meditating is one of the easiest and best ways to start getting in touch with your inner self and forming deliberate action rather than mindless reaction in your life. And contrary to uh, the stereotype, meditating doesn't have to be sitting on the floor with your legs crossed and your eyes closed for an hour. It could be one minute of like focusing on your breath or it could be going for a walk and taking no distractions with you. No phone, no music, no podcast, no nothing. You could even try meditating right now. So if you're not driving, close your eyes just for a few minutes. If you are driving and listening to this, do this exercise with your eyes open and on the road, please. Um, but if you're not driving, close your eyes just for few seconds here. Uh, notice what you hear around you. Get really quiet. Notice what you hear. Obviously, it's my voice. <laughs> but are you also hearing music or wind or traffic or your kid? What sounds are coming into your ear holes right now? Okay, well, keep your eyes closed. And next, notice what you feel. Is it cold or is it hot? Is there a breeze? Is your shirt scratchy or soft or stiff? What are your feet doing? How do they feel? All right, next we're gonna move on to smell. Is there a candle burning somewhere nearby? Are you cooking something? Is there exhaust from other cars coming in? Uh, is it the almost smellless smell of your own house? What do you smell right now? And finally, we're going to take a second to notice what your mouth is doing. Is your tongue plastered to the roof of it? Are you grinding your teeth? What taste is in there? Do you need water? You probably need water. You should maybe have a sip of water. But that's it. Like, that little exercise can be done in as little as five seconds when you're feeling overwhelmed or, you know, just any time you remember to do it. Like, stopping to be in your moment and notice what all of your five senses are doing at any given time. Uh, and just, like, this level of awareness will increase your in-touchness with yourself and will help you determine who you are and what you want that much more by getting quiet with yourself for even one minute a day will help you be able to hear things that you didn't hear before. And also part of meditating is knowing that your mind is going to wander and then bringing it back. The meditating is the practice of being aware. And so part of that could be, like I said, being aware of your five senses, 
or going for a walk and being aware of what's happening on the walk. If you are meditating in a, you know, seated, more traditional kind of position, the meditating is noticing where your mind has gone and kind of bringing it back to like your breath or your mantra or whatever it is you're focusing on today. There are a number of apps out there that can help you meditate. I personally use one called Insight Timer. I absolutely love it. They have a free version and a paid version. I use the free version. Headspace is also a really good one and Waking Up I've heard a lot of rave reviews about, but find something that works for you if that's what you're looking for. But like I said, getting quiet with yourself helps you not react so much. It helps you see your reaction. It like it disentangles your your reactionary like instinct uh, from who you are and what you want in life, and it can help you not jump to conclusions and instead focus on what you want and be more deliberate about how you behave. My last tip is to take everything as an experiment and adjust accordingly. Everything in life is an experiment. Every single thing. None of us know what the fuck we're doing, and almost nothing we do is a life sentence. It can all change and pivot and evolve and suit the phase of life that we're in and what we want out of it. And like I said, those phases of life will change. Go through each day with curiosity and pay attention to how everything makes you feel. If it doesn't feel good, adjust so that you either don't have to do it or so that whatever it is feels better. You don't have to hang out with people who drain your energy. You don't have to be nice to everyone. You don't have to work a job just because you've had it for a while or because it aligns with what others expect of you. You don't have to live in an area just because someone told you you should. You don't have to own a certain phone or watch or pair of shoes or whatever just because your friends all have something similar. You get the opportunity to live life the way you want to. And I think, I think that you have a responsibility to create a deliberate life for yourself, not just for you, but also for those watching you and learning from your actions. Like we all have an impact on others and others have an impact on us. And it is our responsibility to live life that is authentic and deliberate according to us. Deliberate living doesn't have to look like selling everything you own to travel the open ocean on a sailboat, but it could if that's what you'd like to do. Deliberate living can even look like the prescribed life that I talk about all the time. If you actually want that job and that house and that white picket fence, that's awesome. But follow that lifestyle only if it's what you actually want and not just because someone else, and especially corporations, want you to want it. You have a opportunity and a responsibility to live a deliberately authentic life and to be thoughtful about your actions and your movement in the world. And with these tips, you can take whatever life you're living right now and start doing it today. You don't have to wait until, you know, whatever XYZ milestone you come across. You can do it today. So if you need a little extra help figuring out how to live your own deliberate life, Remember, I do have mini coaching sessions available. They're only available for a few hours, two days a week. So go ahead and sign up for one of those. The link will be in the description. If you got something out of this episode, give it a thumbs up or a five stars. Again, whatever it is on the platform that you're consuming it on. If you know someone who could really benefit from these tips and from this information, go ahead and share this episode directly with them. And if you want to help offset some of the costs that go into creating the podcast and keeping it ad-free, feel free to contribute to the Venmo or PayPal I have set up and linked in every description as well. 
Tune in next week for another awesome episode and let me know what you'd like to see out of the show um, as we move through our second year of production. Let me know what your deliberate life looks like and how you are tackling it. So if you guys are having a great day, again, thanks for tuning in. I'll see you next week. Bye. We've reached the end of this episode of Deliberate Living. You can find the show notes and everything we referenced over on my website. And be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts on YouTube or sign up for email updates every time something new is published. I'll see you next time on Deliberate Living. And until then, keep your life on the DL too.